Let's get some insights in the news shaping the markets, and for that, we welcome in David Sherman, founder and portfolio manager of Crossing Bridge Advisors. David, good morning to you. I was just looking at the week to date, and it's just tough. It is tough to be an investor, particularly when you see, for example, the NASDAQ down 2.3% just today alone, and you got excited, right? Over the last one month, people were saying, whoa, this looks great. What are your thoughts on the market action we've been seeing and going forward? So I'm not really surprised by the market action. I don't know why anyone should be. We have multiple events going on at the same time. The Fed has been messaging for quite some time now that they were going to raise rates. And more importantly, they were going to reduce the balance sheet, which would increase spreads among all asset classes. I like to take the Fed at their word. So we've been positioning appropriately in that regard. On top of it, you've had geopolitical risks that have been um, festering for some time and with the Ukraine war, obviously that creates uncertainty. And you know the question is, where will that end up? And then lastly, we have continued supply uh, shocks uh, that are uh, occurring both from COVID as well as now the war. But on top of that, we also have this huge amount of demand as a result of opening up and we have less employees, less, less workers. So you have this, you know, this, these multiple events that are creating a great amount of uncertainty and the market doesn't like uncertainty and they also are concerned about profit margins. Mm. And, you know, I mean, that's something that we're going to be following on, right? Profit margins and what it really means here is we're starting off earnings season next week with some of the banks. I think um, it's certainly set to be an exciting one. We're waiting on Fed minutes. Also, I'm not sure that we'll learn anything much new, particularly after we heard uh, Lyle Brainerd yesterday um, and basically saying that, you know, the Fed's willing to hurt growth a little bit in order to bring inflation down, right? I mean, is that not a surprise to you to hear that kind of language? I mean, the Fed's been messaging that since the third quarter, um, and I think they're committed. I think the part that people haven't focused on is the reduction of the balance sheet, and I think that came to light yesterday. Yeah. You know, as the Fed stops being a buyer of high-quality fixed-income assets, the the market will clear at a lower, uh, at a higher spread and a and a higher yield, um, and that's going to trickle down through all asset classes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about some of the other things that you have on here. I mean, I thought it was interesting about SPACs and regulation. Um, you know, we work on Wall Street. We've seen there were so many SPACs. There was such a rush to bring these things to market. Then there was a pause, and a lot of the traders have been talking about some of the IPOs and things starting to come back. But you feel like there was a pause. Is there an underlying issue? So let me backtrack a little bit. First of all, I think SPACs yeah. are one of the most attractive investment fixed income alternatives that are out today. They're short duration. The average SPAC market has a maturity of about 11 or 12 months. Uh, they're yielding almost twice as much as the equivalent U.S. Treasury. And quite frankly, the SPACs, if you buy them at a discount and you always redeem or sell, right, are uh, effectively a, a high quality short duration piece of paper that you can't get in the market in investment grade or government bonds. The fact that we went through what I call the meme period from Labor Day of 2020 into, so I'll call it St. Patrick's Day of 2021 is no different than all the other meme events we've seen. But SPACs have been around for quite some time. We've been investing in SPACs since 2005. As for the current regulation, look, I think that the average investor adopted SPACs as opposed to the institutional investor uh, during that mean period. And I think the SEC is aware and concerned about the disclosure 
and making sure that investors understand what they're buying. Okay, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, there are a lot of people who are wary of SPACs, particularly because they're not all, you know, coming to market and going straight up. I mean, you could stand to lose some money, too, so we always sort of issue a little bit of a warning. Um, but I like your perspective on that. Let's. I, I would also just like to talk about the big picture and this rally because, you know, a lot of people think it was just sort of bear market rally, um, certainly didn't have legs or fundamentals. Is this a pause or do you think we're in a downtrend that is likely to continue now? So I'm not a stock market guy. We're, we're a credit yeah. guy. We're primarily focused on fixed income and, and lower down the capital structure, high yield. And as we know, high yield is a hybrid between high quality fixed income and, and equities. But valuations were, 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 in my opinion, very, very high. And more importantly, people were not uh, allocating an appropriate spread to risk and illiquidity. And today, they're still not appropriating uh, enough spread for counterparty risk. I'm not suggesting we'll see 08, but I do think that you know there is counterparty risk, and we know that just from the London Metals Exchange issue with with what was going on in the short squeeze. So as someone who's a pro in your field, I mean, are you looking at debt and looking at it in that way? What is your advice to investors who invest the way you do? So there are two things. One, um, I think you need to really look at your spread over Treasury and assume that rates are going to go up and you have enough cushioning uh, to offset that mark to market. More importantly, you need to take a view of what is your exit on that fixed income security. All fixed income securities have a day of reckoning. And are you prepared to hold it to that day of reckoning? And is that an acceptable return for your money, whether it's a pre-merger SPAC that you always intend to sell or redeem, or it's an investment grade bond or it's a high yield bond? What is that exit date? And are you prepared to hold it? So rather than look at the mark to markets, look at what your yield to exit is. And is that an acceptable return? Because if it's not, you shouldn't be in the game to start with. Well said. David, it's great to have you on the show. Fascinated by the painting over your shoulder. I mean, I love paintings, and that one really is. Uh, yeah, I mean, can you give me 10 seconds on it? Yeah, I do. I, I teach a class at NYU Stern Business School called Global Value Investing. I use this uh, picture, this artwork, as an example of a value trap. It was a real, surrealist artist uh, from Latin America that's uh, got good pedigree. I bought it at a failed auction at Christie's and I figured it's kind of spooky and the colors are really not very becoming. So everyone in my office made me move it to my office and I'm betting that I bought it cheap enough that someday these colors will come back. But if not, it's a value trap. Okay, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the backstory. I think that was fascinating. I think this may be the first time I actually really smiled today. So thank you for that. David Sherman, Crossing Bridge Advisors. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Enjoy the day. Thanks. You too.